Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. Today's boating and fishing update is proudly brought to you by Sea Eye Care and Mako Eyewear. Always a pleasure to have a chat to this bloke, and thank you to Sea Eye Care and the fabulous Mako Eyewear, which makes you be able to see the fish. I like Mako Eyewear. Andrew Hart, Hardy, good morning. Good morning. There's no need for Mako Eyewear where I am today. No, because you're where you are in Queensland, it would be pelting down, and if you wouldn't be able to see much at all, with all, it'd be just cloudy. How much rain's fallen where you are at the moment? I've never seen rain like it. I mean, this is sort of what it does up here. It's, it rained all night, and I'm sort of in a in a little hotel near the airport, and you know, with a tin roof, and it, it it was so loud on the roof. You know, we get it in Tassie where it's loud for a couple of minutes. It just rained for you know, fifteen, sixteen hours, just pelted down. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. But anyway. We're going north of that, and um, we should be all right. We should be able to dodge the weather and begin filming a new season of Hookline and Sinker. And also, which we're totally looking forward to, and so many people are that even uh, let us know on this p- uh, particular program. But being wet, I mean, there's obviously not much you can do about uh, fishing in these those conditions where you are, is there? No, that's right. You can't control the weather, can you? So no. you just um, you just got to grin and bear it. I think um, this particular trip, we've, we've just been lucky. Um, so we're flying to the Whitsundos today to pick up the bar crusher. Um, the weather up there tomorrow is, you know, two knots of breeze and sun, so we're going to go oh, fishing out there. Beautiful. And then start to make our way south, um, doing a bit of barra fishing on the way. And I think, yeah, I think where we are, it'll be all right. Um, but no, look, often, often is the way though when you don't get lucky and <laughs> you turn up somewhere and it's, you know, 30 mm. knots of breeze and horizontal rain for a week and you just got to make the best of it. It is amazing up there because I lived up there for quite some time and, you know, to get sometimes 300 mil in a couple of yeah. days, you go, nah, it's just you do. And when you look at the drain, to drainage system, say in Cairns where I lived, I thought, oh, yeah, the, the drains are like little rivers. They got 300 mils in three hours yesterday. And I think, <laughs> yeah. you know, some of the rivers are, are, you know, 13 metres above <laughs> their normal level. It's just like... It's unfathomable how much uh, how much it can rain up here, and that's why they say being stay out of floodwaters for very obvious reasons. Hey, let's talk about uh, in the other waters the kingfish. I mean, apparently there's a few being caught down our way at the moment as well in the bay. So there's kingfish everywhere, um, and and they're a big sort of um, it's a big buzz at the moment. Everyone's very excited about kingfish. People are catching them not just in boats, but you know various places off the shore. But it has dawned on me that they can be one of the most frustrating fish in the sea to try and catch. Um, you know, when they don't want to bite, uh, they won't bite. When they're on, and I don't know what switches them on, but when they're on and they're hungry, yeah. you, could, you could dangle in any lure or any bit of bait and they will take. Um, but, but finding them in that, in that mood is, is a rarity. So often, often you need to do a little bit of work to make them bite. And um, I guess one tip or trick that I would pass on to your listeners, uh, if they're having trouble with their kingfish fishing, uh, you know, and they're sick of seeing people holding up photos of kingfish and they're not actually catching any themselves. Um, one popular way to catch them is trolling your lure behind the boat. And the tip or trick I would give is if you're not having any luck doing that, troll it really, really fast. So um, okay. really play with them with your speed and actually get troll a little tiny skirt lure, troll it at, you know, almost 10, 10 knots, like, you know, 15, 16, 17 kilometres an hour, yeah. uh, whereas you'd normally, you'd normally troll probably at, 10 kilometres an hour. So just maybe try that and you never know. You might um, you might get a sort of a, a bite out of them when ordinarily you wouldn't. 
Interesting because they are a beautiful fish, and and you're spot on because people tell me the same thing that when they're on, they're on, and when you can sometimes you know they're there, but they're not don't want to come anywhere near you. Yeah, and the other tip I would give is if you get if you're lucky enough to get one on, often uh, when you get into the boat, he'll have his he'll have a whole school of fish with him because they're quite an inquisitive fish, Um, and if you've got another rod ready, say with a soft plastic or a strip of squid, um, just on a hook, you can often turn one kingfish into two um, ah. and just do it like that. So that's not a bad tip either. Just have a spare rod ready to go because, um, yeah, if you, once, you, once you hook one, you can often turn it into two or three. Oh, good call. Nice tip. And I hear there's a lot of Australian salmon around at the moment too. Are they any good? Well, that's a good question, isn't it? I think they are fantastic to catch. Um, they fight, you know, better than most fish. They probably don't fight as hard as a kingfish, but mm-hmm. they're... They're fun to catch. Um, you can catch them on a little slice lure or you can catch them off the beach on a couple of bits of pilchard or something like that. And look, they are. They're in, they're in play proportion at the moment right the way around our coast. Um, and look, I think they are fun to catch. A lot of people say they're no good to eat. Um, I'm on the fence with this one, to be honest. I, I wouldn't go out and target a feed of Australian salmon for my dinner. But um, if you eat them that night, if you bleed them when you catch them, uh, you know, they're not bad. You're not going to... Okay. Um, <laughs> They're not bad. Um, you know, lovely enough. And if you haven't caught another fish all day, you're going to be pretty happy about yeah. that. Exactly right. And as I say, they, they fall really well. They pull a bit of drag. Um, they jump and they're, yeah, they're just a good fun thing to catch. Um, and at the moment, too, people are saying that uh, if you find the salmon, often the kingfish won't be too far away. So, yeah, look, there's lots around. So get out there and, you know, um, have a spin off some of the breakwaters around the place or, or go down to your local beach and just throw, throw a couple of baits out. Hey, how about um, a, a tip or two for cooking squid, Hardy? Well, look, I'm no, I'm no uh, cook, Mike, but um, I did, I did this thing the other day where I caught, we caught about six or seven squid between us, and um, the flatters were a bit slow. So anyway, we got this mm. nice piece of calamari, uh, took it home, and I actually, um, I actually tried tenderising it a little bit for the first time. So I just gave it a little knock with, you know, one of those little tenderised hammers. And then I followed a recipe, which was an Asian sort of inspired sort of stir-fry squid dish, and it told me to blanch the squid for about, you know, 60 seconds in some boiling water and then set it aside. So I did that, and then, uh, you know, further down the track, I, I threw the, the blanched squid into the frying pan for, uh, you know, only, only a couple of minutes. And I, I must say, it was the most tender, beautiful squid mm. I've ever had because so I've been hit and miss with me cooking squid. You know, sometimes you nail it and it's beautiful and it melts in your mouth. Other times it can be, you do, you do what you think is exactly the same thing. And other times it's sort of a bit rubbery or a bit tough. But, um, look, I'll be trying tenderizing it again. I've never done that before. And I'll probably be trying this blanching trip again too because um, it certainly worked that time. It's interesting. In America, I went to a place called Bubba Gumps. You remember the movie, Forrest Gump? Yeah. And, and they've got a whole franchise, this Bubba Gumps. And obviously you go in there and see. They, they do a lot of squid, a lot of calamari, yep. soaked in. They do steaks soaked in milk. Yes. Yep. That's a t- that's one that we've tried. Um, <laughs> kiwi fruit, another thing that they say to soak it in, you know, the juice of the kiwi fruit. Um, there's all sorts of little tips and tricks um, to sort of, I think, break down that toughness. But yeah, I, I'm not. I think the tenderising for me at the moment—that's where I'm at. <laughs> that's my latest fad. <laughs> that's what I'm charge. I might go back to the milk mark in a few months, but uh, yeah, the tenderising works for me. Oh, it's a good tip. Looking forward to hook line this thing. I tell you what, and uh, you get out of that rain and have a great, uh, great time up there. And looking forward to seeing the end result with the fishing too. And we'll talk next week. Thanks, mate.
Good to talk to you. Uh, Mr. Andrew Hart, Hardy there, boating fishing report, thanks to Sea Eye Care and Mako Eyewear. Uh, with Tasmania Talks, our phone number one three hundred 001012. Tasmania Talks, Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9.